I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News on KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Good evening, 5:30 at KSL. Jeff Kaplan here. It's 39, mostly cloudy in Salt Lake. KSL's top story is breaking news. A teenage boy has been arrested after police say he pointed a gun at four students at the Canyon View High School parking lot. This is in Cedar City. KSL News Radio's Jessica Lowell is live with details. Jess? Yeah, Jeff. Police say this started yesterday afternoon. The suspect pulled out a gun around noon, and then about an hour later, he allegedly assaulted another student. Police say the boy attended the high school at one point, but is no longer registered in the Iron County School District. Police say they got a search warrant and found out that the suspect lived close to the Canyons View High School and Fiddler's Elementary School. Both schools were placed on lockdown today. The suspect was arrested around 1 o'clock this afternoon. And lockdowns were lifted at the school. Reporting live, Jessica Lowell, KSL News Radio. KSL News Time 531. While we're trying to protect the Great Salt Lake, there's an effort in Idaho to protect Bear Lake. An Idaho couple is working with their state legislature on the issue. Let's begin our team coverage of water in the West with KSL News Radio's Tom Haraldson. David and Claudia Cottle of Bear Lake Watch have enlisted Idaho State Senator Mark Harris's help to preserve and protect Bear Lake. Claudia says it's the public duty to fight for waters in both Idaho and Utah. We are responsible as a state, uh, the two states, for Bear Lake as a natural lake. Uh, It has uh, endemic fish that uh, have been investigated to be on threatened, endangered lists uh, because it exists nowhere else in the world. So they're dependent on this lake. The bill is scheduled to be heard on Monday, and if it's passed, the Cottles plan to get it introduced before the Utah legislature next year. The lake is split about equally between Utah and Idaho, and the portion on the Utah side is our second largest natural freshwater lake. They're going to stop the program that sends water from Flaming Gorge down to Lake Powell. And this is good news. Water in the West. Team coverage continues. The program has come to an early stop because of Utah's above-average snowpack, expected to replenish both bodies of water this spring. The Colorado River Authority Commissioner of Utah, Gene Shawcroft, said the operation of releasing the water was very successful. If, if the actions hadn't have been taken that we, that we did take, uh, Lake Powell would be about 30 feet lower than it is today. And that would have been about 10 feet below the power pool or the critical elevation in Lake Powell. So these actions, though temporary, 
have been extremely successful. And even with the help of the water releases, Lake Powell's capacity still sits at 22%. Alexandria Bonea, KSL News Radio. On the Pacific Coast, there's still a deep drought, even after all the rain and snow, but things are getting a little better. California's statewide rain and snowfall is at 131% of average. That is helping reservoirs rise. Some are nearly full or at levels not seen in many years, but it's not enough to fix the many dry years of the region's largest reservoirs. Janine Jones with the California Department of Water Resources. One wet year will not come anywhere near refilling all of that groundwater storage that's been lost. And because this is only one year of a wet winter, water conservation efforts will remain in place for now with the hope that more wet years will come. Alex Stone, ABC News, Los Angeles. The Supreme Court is deciding if President Biden's student loan forgiveness plan is legal. Maria Chaleos is live at the KSL National News Desk. Jeff, the high court today hearing oral arguments from both sides. Six Republican-led states are suing to block it. Republican John Thune blasting the program on the Senate floor. Both President Biden's outright student loan forgiveness and his student loan forgiveness masquerading as income-driven repayment are going to cost the taxpayers a lot of money. But Majority Leader Chuck Schumer says the program would make the American dream more accessible to millions. That's all we're trying to do, and I'm confident we'll get there because I believe the law is on our side. The court is expected to release its decision before the end of June. A close call at Boston's Logan International Airport tonight. The pilot of a JetBlue flight had to take evasive action after a near collision with a private jet passengers were obviously shaken up hitting the ground and then going back up within seconds like you definitely got a jolt and then nobody knew what was going on a flight data tracking service estimates that the planes came within 600 feet of each other the head of the epa is back in east palestine ohio the scene of that toxic train wreck we have a complete inventory of everything that was on that train and everything we're monitoring for and testing for uh, we understand the levels of potential adverse health impacts from those toxics or any byproducts. Uh, There are no gaps in the testing. Michael Regan opening an EPA community center and saying federal help will be there for as long as it takes. Live from the KSL National News Desk, I'm Maria Shalaz, KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.